Join Haunter's podcast on Friday, December 13th from 5 to 9.30 at the Virginia Beer Company, 401 2nd Street, Williamsburg, Virginia, for the Nightmare Before Christmas Party. Dress as your favorite Tim Burton character and enjoy holiday fears and cheers. Proceeds benefit Haunted House Chesapeake. Scaring is caring. So come on out on Friday, December 13th for the Nightmare Before Christmas holiday fundraiser with the Virginia Beer Company and Haunter's Podcast. Hunters presents I got it. Welcome to a brand new spanking episode of Iconic. The only one that's going to do it because there's three people on the show and there is absolutely no way we would all hit that at the same time. <laughs> so, um, yes, it is a very special episode of Iconic. The Hunters Podcast presents this show, but the reason why is because this is the last one that is going to be free amongst the world because this show after this one goes behind a paywall so you should go to <laughs> patreon.com slash hunters podcast and subscribe because it's only a dollar if you like the iconic show you can listen to us we'll talk about old movies such like one that we are going to do later um but that's the show. Follow us on Twitter at Hunter's Pod. Go to Facebook, Hunter's Podcast, and listen to all our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, other things too. Oh Google gosh. Play, you know, all those things. Um, but now let me introduce you to our co-host and guest. Um, usually I have Mr. Wonderful here, but he goes to bed super early because she's a sweepy head. So my co-host tonight is Brooke. That's me. That's me. What a catchphrase. <laughs> um, and, and because this is the last free one, I am excited to finally have on this show. I've been on two of her shows mm -hmm. for Disflix. Uh, spoilers, that's who's on here. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm very excited because Cassie from Disflix and Tidbits is here. Cassie, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Oh, no, no. Thank you for coming. You're not just a promo that airs on this show, okay? You're an actual person that is going to give thoughts about movies. And once again, I feel bad uh, because it is uh, keeping you in the Disney wheelhouse, but I felt like that <laughs> was kind of the perfect fit for this. Um as we've done on this show before, it is iconic. And, you know, we've talked about uh, Halloween. We have talked about the Friday the 13th films. But we are about to get into the Christmas season. And with this releasing on Black Friday, what better to just meld both holidays of Halloween, a little Thanksgiving, a little Christmas, 
then a nightmare before Christmas. So before we get started on talking about the movie, Cassie, have you watched this movie before? What is this film to you in life? Have I watched this before? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> well, that you you jest, but yes, tell us tell us the backstory for this movie with you. Uh, okay, so my aunt, Suedo aunt, uh, snuck me into this film when it first came out. I was five years old. Oh, nice. <laughs> so Guard me a little bit, um, <laughs> but no, it's 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 a classic. I love watching it around this time, especially around this time, right, right in the middle between Halloween and Christmas. So it's kind of the perfect time to talk about this movie. Um, who doesn't love this movie? If you were a Disney fan or just a fan of any kind of animation or spookiness or Tim Burton, even so. <laughs> Well, it's great that you say that because now I'm going to hand it off to Brooke to a person Uh that had never seen this movie in a day in her life until 10 a.m. this morning. So, Brooke. Yeah. You just heard Cassie talk about it. I know. It. What were your feelings? You know what? I'm not I'm not going to ask for your review obviously because we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. But before this, what did you know about the movie? What have you, you know, seen in the pop culture life and stuff like that? Okay. So, I am a huge Disney fan, but I had never seen this movie. Now, you know Zach, but I am I don't like Things that are like scary or that I've not even really ever been a Halloween person until you and I like were friends. And then you kind of showed me that even if it's a little scary, it's okay and I can have fun with it. Um, But growing up, that wasn't anything like that my family would ever watch or go down that road. So I had never seen it. It didn't seem like my cup of tea. Um, And so I didn't see it until this morning (laughs) awesome um and me being the horror guy that i am what no way um i was not five when i saw this i was more of the 10 age um 11 when it came out so i feel like i was in the prime uh real estate for this movie and you know i enjoyed it as a kid i told brooke earlier When I was a kid, I enjoyed it. And then I felt like there was a time period where not really a lot of people talked about it. It wasn't a big thing. But then once I hit my 20s, like, then Disney kind of backed it. And they were releasing, like, uh, remixed albums where, you know, Marilyn Manson did some of the music. Mm -hmm. The Fallout Boy. The Fallout Boy. Not just Fallout Boy, but (laughs) The Fallout Boy. Uh, played some songs as well. And Patrick Stewart did the narrator's voice on the album. So it, it it got another rejuvenating essence into life. And then from there, it just springboard like then Disney World was all about it and stuff like that. Cassie, did you see a change in the way the world accepted this movie? Because like I said, when this movie first came out, it, it was like Touchstone Pictures Presents, not Disney. Yeah, it was deemed too scary for kids, which I shouldn't have been watching it. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's um, she's voting for that. 
and so they put it on their touchstone pictures because yeah it's not disney-fied but yeah i i noticed like slowly on i've always been a dizzy kid i kind of hit it in junior high and high school but slowly like when hot topic became a thing yeah it just like enveloped these stores and everything was like nightmare before christmas and i'm just like sitting over here i'm like oh now people are embracing it and now it's just full-on cult status yeah yeah no you're absolutely right because that's how i looked at it. i feel like whoever produced this movie other than tim burton has stock in hot topic and legitimately mm-hmm. was like we're putting it all over the store we're through it now brooke did you see this kind of stuff did you see it like become a part of the pop culture did it piss you off <laughs> <laughs> no it didn't i mean i um no i didn't i didn't even see any of it <laughs> look leave me alone in my little mermaid oh, yeah. and uh Beauty and the Beast world. Okay, that's Cinderella. Fine. But like, I stick with the hardcore classics. <laughs> Apparently, um, <laughs> I'm an original guy. Okay. <laughs> um, now, but you know, you say that, but you do watch videos of like it being um, a central point in uh, Mickey's Not So Scary. Um, you yeah. see, like th- this year, they had Jack and Sally as right. a photo op and stuff like that. So, like you haven't noticed like or are you more so like why is this coming into my disney <laughs> no i think i'm more like um this is more halloween than my christmas so leave me alone now okay. again i mean it was at <clears throat> mickey's not so scary so i feel like in in that frame i would be okay right because i'm in that mind frame right i don't like blending holidays okay fair enough and when i saw this this morning with you it's the first time i've always preached that i don't watch this at christmas i don't watch it at halloween i watch after right in that in between moment and i felt like when i watched it today i enjoyed the heck out of it just because it did fit in that realm Mm -hmm. uh cassie when was the last time you seen this movie oh probably last year okay so uh, would you say also about this time yeah, like I, I watch it annually, like before Halloween, after Halloween, right? Um, sometimes for Christmas. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, now let's get into this movie. Let's let's just start like talking about it. Um, it starts off very like creepy. We get to see this like scarecrow pumpkin coming into frame after the narrators kind of introduced us. And we start off with the like big song. That's one thing I think this movie really clearly had was great songs. Um, with starting off with this is Halloween, we're going through all the characters we're going to be introduced to, um, you know, the vampires, the creatures under the bed, mm-hmm. even Jack himself, uh, the scarecrow or no, the pumpkin key. I'm sorry. Um, very good stuff. Um, now, was this the <laughs> the scary part for you, Cassie? Was this like uh, you're in over your head when you're a child seeing this? You know, I don't have very much memory of at all it for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I probably blocked it out. Right. <laughs> um, no, the the only thing is that I remember from that time is towards the end of the movie, 
when Oogie Boogie kind yes. of revealed. That yeah. was the thing that stuck with me, but no, that I don't remember much of it when I was younger. Um, it, and what's really crazy is that the movie's only an hour and 15 minutes long, and I feel exactly the same about Oogie Boogie, where every time I rewatch it, I expect him to be in more of the movie, but he's mm-hmm. only in a little chunk, and it's very disturbing, especially once his, like, scene gets broken and he's just yeah, I, bugs. I covered my face. I was going to say, <laughs> the way Cassie probably reacted as a child... <laughs> Is a hundred percent how Brooke reacted on the couch today. Yeah, no. I Would you disagree? To... No, I'm not. I'm okay. saying I didn't like it. I literally looked at you and I was like, turn it off. She's like, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I thought this was a banned list of movies that we were going to send to Disney Plus. <laughs> well, you're on Disney minus, baby. <laughs> no, legit. <laughs> um. So the uh, the beginning song now instead of just the kid stuff, what you what did you think about the opening number, Cassie? Uh, I love it. I love this song. Like, um, rewatching it today, even though I watch it like at least once a year, uh, this song like sticks with me, and I know more lyrics from this song than anything else. And I don't realize how much of a musical this movie is until yeah. I rewatch it. Yeah. It's just I'm... like song after song after song. I'm like, wow. I literally like looked at Zach and I was like, is this entire movie just songs? <laughs> <laughs> because it went from one song, song right, to Jack singing. A right. Song. I thought it was like purely musical, not even like words. Right. You know, like, yeah. Well, you mean like yeah, 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 talking yeah, yeah. and talking. script. Yeah. Script. Yeah. There we music. go. Um, <laughs> you know what I meant? Yeah. We got you. Um, but at this point, like, you know, Halloween's over. Uh, they had another successful year. The mayor wants to start planning and stuff. And Jack just feels down. Jack feels like he's missing something. And he goes for a long walk that night. And mm-hmm. he's just walking deeper into the woods. And he's never been there. And he ends up at these trees where he can go to different holidays. He doesn't necessarily know that. He just sees, you know, pictures, turkey on the door, uh, egg on the door, and he finds one with a tree, and it interests him, and he goes in, and he ends up in the magical world of Christmas Town, and he's just enthralled by it. This is the point of the movie that still, I don't understand. I don't understand what his, like, love and obsession is about it. His fascination. Yeah, just because like I I get it. Oh, the pretty lights, the shiny things. But I feel like it brought a joy to him very instantly. And I didn't understand that. Do any of you have a reason why that could be? Well, it's the same reason like, um, you know how we always have someone or a group of people in our lives that like are obsessed with Christmas that as soon as they see something in the store that's Christmas like they put up their tree they put up their lights they have tinsel everywhere it's kind of like in the same aspect I'm not making fun of those people you do you have your life (laughs) right but it's just like I think it's in the same kind of category there it's just like it's it's new it's fun it's different and it just brings you joy and i think that's kind of in the same aspect of what jack's going through Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. He's doing Halloween 365, basically. Well, preparing for it until for this one day, and that's his whole life. Right. And I was going to kind of say the same thing about, like, it's it's like a fascination. Like, wait a second. What is this? It's so... I mean, Halloween and Christmas are two completely different, like, monsters in themselves. No, no pun um, intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have something that... And, and I feel like the people that like Halloween and then the people that like Christmas that... And I'm not talking about like, oh, yeah, I like, you know, the different holidays. Like they go full blown, you know, out uh, with decorations and things like that. So I feel like it was just something different when he saw. And it's I mean, there's there is definitely, I think, a point to Christmas, especially with lights and things like that, that it is. And it brings out a, a sense of magic and magical and just happy You know, um, and like Cassie was saying of the fact that there's some people that once they see any ounce of or, you know, the day after Halloween, they're putting their tree up, you know, to each is to own like, hey, if that's what makes you happy, then go for it. And I'm, you know. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with y'all for 1993. But in today's (laughs) age. Halloween is just as crazy because Spirit Halloween oh, I know. opens up in August. People yeah, true. get their decorations. They put it up. So and the reason why I bring that up and y'all pretty much like made it come to my mind is like how interesting could it be of almost doing a sequel of the kind of the similar thing? Because Christmas and Halloween aren't that far off in today's standards with decoration mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because I am that guy. I'm like, oh, it's it's fall. Pass me the pumpkin spice. I'm basic. And like <laughs> I'm I'm putting up my Halloween decor. So it's it and it's only for one day. It's like you said, Jack's yeah. preparing for this thing for one day. Well, so is Santa Claus. Right. So it's kind of interesting if you kind of flipped it. One day. Would you be interested in a sequelized kind of form? Maybe not necessarily Santa Claus, but somebody in the same kind of vein, maybe visiting uh, Halloween Town. Would you, Cassie? No. Oh, why not? Come on, there's a Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I agree with Tim Burton that it should just not continue. It it, it is what it is, and it should just be what it is because even though it was made in 1993 it still holds up today it doesn't like not age well yeah it still looks very pristine and it definitely looks like it can compete with like frankenweenie or whatever like those stop motion ones yeah um i mean i hear you but a couple of things and maybe you can jog some information here but like he didn't direct the movie no and he didn't write it no so tim burton really has no stake in the the whole we should make a sequel especially when we're talking about the director who made a sequel to alice in wonderland (laughs) that is that is totally true and he did create the poem that was based or that was the basis for this movie he created the characters right right okay um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I get well. Obviously, he doesn't want to write a sequel poem. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem. You can't really sequelize poems. Um, but okay, so getting back on track with the story, 
Uh, Jack's fascinated with this whole thing. Uh, he goes back to Halloween Town. He's trying to figure it out. Like, I love that he's like putting lights around an electric chair and charging it up, and he's taking ornaments and crushing them and making like you know, all the Bunsen burners and we get introduced to Sally as well. Mm -hmm. Sally is a Frankensteinish monster created by a doctor in um, Halloween town. And he's, and she's just, she also seems to want more. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you guys say? Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think about the Sally Jack relationship? Like growing up, and I think this is what the one thing when I was older that kind of turned me off about the movie was that everybody makes Jack and Sally's relationship like this epic love story. And honestly, I don't see it. I don't either. I have to agree with you. Okay. Yeah. You? No, I mean, I get that there's, you know, that almost like a fascination that I feel like Sally has towards jack jack about like you know she's watching him and is an intrigued type thing mm-hmm. um and then it was like he finally noticed her right um but i wouldn't put it as like um uh, something you know romeo to, and Juliet yeah exactly to talk about jack and rose it was, isn't that the titanic <laughs> yeah okay yeah. that was the titanic <laughs> Look, guys, I'm trying, all right? Look, we're just... Nobody asked you to go there, though. I'm trying to, like, you know, talk with my uh, peers. You know what I mean? Like, you... Is that, is that what we seem like we needed? Like, well, I could have said Hobbs and Shaw. Would you oh like me god. to say Hobbs and Shaw as a relationship? Moving on. Oh, my God. I would love a Jack and Sally Hobbs and Shaw movie. Okay. Let's get real. Let's make it happen. Um, so during this, um, you know, like you said, she sees him working. And then he just has the epiphany. Well, I'm just going to do Christmas. And he wants to kidnap the Santa Claus. Another banger on the list of music from here. Kidnap the Santa Claus is my jam. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Um, but like. They, they kidnapped the wrong one. They got the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Easter Bunny got taken. He was like, no, 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 that's not him. So they go get the, the Santa Claus. And then Jack's having everybody basically be his elves, creating monsters and uh, things for presents. Now, he doesn't go back to Christmas Town. He goes back, the, like, he goes to the regular world, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Yeah. So. Wait. Yeah, that that's always been a question on my mind. Is is the regular world in Christmas Town? I mean, that's a great question because when Jack goes and he's delivering the presents and havoc is just ensuing in this world, the police basically say, "Lock your doors. Christmas is canceled because Santa Claus is missing." Right. Now, mm-hmm. in the real world, there is no Santa Claus, or is this just more so a protection of the kids viewers eyes i don't know i i i find like that that aspect of the movie i feel like that was one of my things that i was like i just i didn't get it because it seemed like all right well you have halloween town which they're focused all year long is halloween and all the things scary and disturbing and you know that go along with that right 
And then you see the trees that have all the different holidays on it. And he goes to Christmas and he immediately sees Christmas. So I thought like, okay, well, does that mean that they're 365 Christmas? But then it seems like it's like the regular world. I don't know. It it was just weird to me. Yeah, I I always thought it was. Like the real world in quotations, there is it's in Christmas Town. That's what I always thought. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it has to be a part of Christmas Town because there was no other door that Jack could that he went to. Right. Like he didn't go through Christmas Town, come back and see regular world maybe door, it, and go through there. Maybe it was like like the North Pole. You know how the North Pole in like has movies. A city? Has no, Are you kidding me? you're telling me the North Pole has an army ready to no, shoot. No, you're not listening. When he originally saw it, like that was like the North Pole right. type thing, but then it was in like regular world. But yeah. the focus where he went would be North Pole. Okay, okay, maybe that's interesting. I don't know how to, guys, I'm, we need to unpack this because this <laughs> is really kind of upsetting me. Um, because if you think about it, so if he does go back to Christmas Town, and Christmas Town has city full of kids that he's delivering presents to, does that mean Halloween Town has a town full of people? And those are the people that there's. It has to be. That's got to be the beds that the monsters are going to, right? No, like maybe they. You it's get what all, I'm saying? Yes, I see. I hear you, but it's all one world. But those trees are different focuses in the world bullshit no <laughs> listen to me they are little because at the beginning the opening song where he's like i am the monster hiding under your bed yeah. right yeah well in christmas town when jack went under the bed to look he was like there's no the monsters. monsters here so we gotta treat this like it's a different reality okay cassie get on my side on this one because okay so when uh jackets um blown into smithereens yes and he somehow makes it back into halloween town without crossing through a door yeah he goes through a mausoleum that's what got me because once he had the epiphany that he was like oh i'm jack the pumpkin king man i'm great i need to get back to halloween town he goes through a mausoleum in a graveyard and then ends up in another graveyard. So they're all connected somehow, but he had to go see. Oh, we should not be thinking too hard because it's hurting my head. No, we have to hurt these heads. Okay. We're hurting our heads on this one. Um, but okay. So let's just pretend we we're all moving have on. Our own. Yeah, we're moving on. So Sally um, how does she end up with Oogie Boogie? I, that is escaping my mind at the moment. She goes to save Santa Claus. That's right. Yeah. So Santa Claus got kidnapped. Mm-hmm. He got shoved to Oogie Boogie. Mm-hmm. Oogie Boogie was like, I'm going to do some mess to you. Right. Um, and then Sally's trying to trick Oogie Boogie, which by the way, can we talk about how provocative this movie is? <laughs> No, honestly, yeah, she rips her goddamn leg off and like, look, show your show your thigh, show that thigh to oh my gosh, this, this giant carpet man and giant. Instead co- of touching the leg, 
He takes the foot off and tickles her. Yeah! He's like, oh, oh, tickle, 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 tickle. Yeah, I know. You turned into it to me. <laughs> you weirdo. Look, I, I'm just following the movie. I, I made it 4D. 4D. Okay? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and so, the, yes, so the leg is ripped off, teasing Oogie Boogie Man mm-hmm. for a nice tickle thon. And then her hands are, like, ripped off, untying uh, Santa Claus while she pulls down a rope. Then... All kinds of crazy things happening because during this, we also find out Oogie Boogie Man is a gambler with a bad addiction um, because his entire dungeon is like a uh, crap, not a craps game. What's the roulette? It's a roulette table. Yeah. And Oogie Boogie Man's about to kill uh, Santa Claus and Sally and Jack comes to the rescue and he's, it felt very like, there's no real true villain. They make Oogie Boogie Man seem like he's this big bad. And literally Jack comes in and he's just like, shut up, man. And just pimp smacks him and takes his people. <laughs> Call me a liar. Is that not what happened? I mean, essentially, yeah. Yeah. There is, like, this story legitimately is just Jack going around well he's just finding himself yeah he has a midlife crisis in this movie that's what Mm -hmm. i've taken it to it's just that he's not happy with where he is and for future references just get a convertible (laughs) that's it (laughs) (laughs) that's all you gotta do um now um now that we are in this final scene cassie is this the this whole thing, is that what kind of made you feel uncomfortable as a kid? And now that you're an adult, does it still make you uncomfortable watching? It... Show me someone who isn't uncomfortable. I can't. I had one in front of me. Be uncomfortable. No, that's what she's saying. Like, show me somebody who is yeah. uncomfortable. That The whole scene's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, because he, like, exposes himself. Mm-hmm. Um, not... In the gross way. (laughs) (laughs) No, not the gross way, just the gross way. (laughs) He's just made out of bugs and he's still talking. Yeah. It's just weird. He exists. Right. And then he falls into lava while they're screaming. Yeah. (laughs) It's just. Yeah, it's up. it's a bad scene, and I know it was uncomfortable for you, Brooke. I was about to say I don't know, I don't remember a lava scene. I literally was covering my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Um, and then the end is like it. I did like the end where you know everybody's happy. You know, Jack's alive, and the town sees it, and Santa Claus is able to deliver. The presents, but also goes, yeah, and fix all the presents that, you know, Jack brought, but also comes to Halloween Town and gives Halloween Town snow because they've Mm -hmm. never seen it. Right. Where snow is a very, like, that is a very Christmas thing Mm -hmm. where for the first time in anybody's eyes getting snow, it's magical. It's not magical to Cassie because it snows in August where she lives. Oh God! Um, Who but wants to live in Montana now. Duh, not me. No, <laughs> I don't. Me. I don't do cold. No, I'd just be that guy with the big puffer suit, and I'm wearing like tennis rackets on my feet. I would be a mess. We're not that far north. 
But but so in the end, we get Jack and Sally's song as well, where that's where we're supposed to believe like they're this big relationship. Now, I don't think they do a good job in the movie exposing it, but I do like that song. Do you agree, Cassie? Yeah, it's a nice song, but I yeah, I have to agree with you. They kind of just like shove it in there at the end. Right. Uh, to give Jack a happy ending, but I feel his little midlife crisis wasn't really solved either. No, like so that's just yeah. me thinking too hard. No, oh, again, we're not done thinking. <laughs> Brooke, <laughs> what did you think of the song and the way it ended with snow and Santa Claus? Um, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree in the sense of it was just like, okay, so like, is he good now or no? like where, you know, again, like where's his headspace? Like is it was just odd because, and I said this to you, like I, he never went into Christmas town and, and wanting to do this whole thing, wanting to be like, I want to do Halloween things there and scare people like he truly thought he was doing something good and that people were loving what he was doing so I feel like he was just trying to find a balance and find happiness and so I don't know I mean and maybe it was okay well I found something to that can you know make me happy that can fill that void which I guess was supposed to be Sally Gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, overall feelings on the film. Cassie, what, walking away from it after years and years and years of watching it, what are your overall thoughts on the movie? I mean, it's a cute film for what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying in that, like, in the animation aspect. I think in the animation aspect, it, it like, it's wonderful. It's magical. It's very smooth despite the fact that it is stop motion because whenever I think of stop motion I think of like the Wallace and Gromit shorts where it's like very like static right you know? oh I I'll be honest I straight up won't watch those movies they could be the best story best plot best acted things it could be Jason Momoa literally in it and I'm not going to watch it because I yeah. hate that animation yeah I don't I don't know what uh, Selleck did to have the animators do so great but it's like it's smooth and you, you, you're you left wondering how did they do this how did they do every single um, movement you know with yeah. these characters it is a beautiful piece of art it is but yeah, yeah the, the story is like it's very short it's a musical definitely and I don't know it's, it's a classic you can't go wrong with this one <laughs> All right, um, Brooke, what are your feelings on <laughs> this movie? We heard Cassie. It's yeah. classic. Can't uh-huh. go wrong. Uh-huh. Don't understand if anybody doesn't like it. Uh-huh. What do you think? <laughs> well, I agree with the fact that, you know, knowing the type of film that it is and that it's completely stopped. Mo- like, that in itself is amazing with how fluid everything looks. Right. Um. However, you know, it was not my cup of tea. And it could be because, and you and I kind of talked about this. I am right now, I am 100% in Christmas. Christmas mode. And I'm usually not. I usually end up waiting to put my Christmas tree up until after Thanksgiving. That's usually my tradition. But it went up this weekend. And it was because 
of how short the distances between Thanksgiving and Christmas is this year and things that we already had planned to do. Right. So I was like, it's got to go up now. Otherwise, you know, it's I'm only not, three weeks. Yeah. I'm not going to get it up. So I think that because I was in full like Christmas mode, I was done with your Halloween mode that you uh, brought me through for two and a half months. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think rag on me on a live podcast. Uh, yeah. Good. Do you feel big? I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I think that in that aspect and that in scene of, you know, with the Oogie Boogie, like I was just not, I was, I think I was done. I was like, nope. Mm-mm. Okay. And I'm not saying like, this is a movie that I will never watch again. Right. I'm just saying like, I now know that I have to be in the right, like, mind frame. Mind frame. And it, I do think that it is a good, like, in between type movie. Yeah. I'll say that. It's just not my, especially because, and see, I didn't know this, that with Disney, that it wasn't, I mean, it was originally a Disney, but it wasn't like that staple Disney. Right. Because when I think that staple Disney, I, like I said, I go back to <laughs> the classics, the originals. <laughs> yeah. And that was just not it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Um, I like the movie. I think I, because it's so quick, like Cassie says, and it's the it didn't 15 seem, minutes. It did not seem quick. Well, because you were being tortured. Um, <laughs> But but I do enjoy the film. I actually am back into the like, oh, I can watch this maybe every couple of years. It's not going to be on my rotation. So I would like to see this maybe in three years, two years, and see if you can watch it the, the day after Halloween and to see what you Maybe your I could do are. that. Well, I think that in your particular situation because it is Christmas time and you have a list of movies that you yeah. want to see that I don't deem as Christmas. Well, it's not my fault. Dumb. <laughs> so I <laughs> limit you since you make me watch so many Halloween ones. Yeah, that horror are, movies. Yeah, are. that are horror movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that you just get very picky and choosy. Okay. Well, now we're going to play a game before we go because you did your final thoughts. Both of you, don't look at your phone. Put it on your phone. Okay, all right. Okay. And you put down your computer. I want you to throw your computer away. <laughs> um, all right. So, Cassie, go first. What do you think the Rotten Tomato score is for this movie? Oh. What wow. do you like, think? Just the critic? Uh, yeah, we'll just do critic. I, we'll just do I'll, – I'll be up front. The critics is only, like, 94 reviewers. Um, and the audience score is up – Upper a hundred thousand, but it's at a ninety-one for audience. Oh my god! So what is the critic? Okay, so critics are harsh. Hmm. But I want to say eighty, eighty-two. Okay. Okay, eighty-two. Um, Brooke, there are ninety-four critics that rated this film. What do you think it got? <sighs> I desperately want to be like. A horrible, horrible score. Yeah, but yeah, I know yeah. it's not. Okay. Um, and I I also think the fact of again it going back to the, you know, it's so such an easy moving movie right. for what it is. Yeah. So I think that that will get a lot of accolades. Okay. So maybe 
I was going to say 80 as well. Okay. Well, you're both wrong. It got a whopping 95. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. really generous from critics. Yes. It has a 95 and a 91 from audience. And the audience is 968,000, so almost a million people. Oh, my God. Uh, um, And now, can you give me the box office? How much did this movie make domestically when it was released in 1993? Oh, it can't be that much. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear they you. Under the, they went under the radar with this one, I thought, because yeah. it wasn't under the Disney name. The original release date for this movie was October 15th, 1993. So it wasn't the Halloween season, at least. It wasn't like some haunted mansions we know, right, Cassie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to her episode. We review it. <laughs> Can you give me the budget? Um, yeah, I think I can give you the budget. The budget of this movie, I lied, I can't give you the budget, so deal with it. Can you give us, like, a frame? <laughs> um, okay, I'll be honest. It's under $100 million. It is uh, under $100 million. Let me see if to make sure I can find any... Uh, there is no budget. Yeah, I can't, I can't see on Box Office Mojo. Um... I will say that it is the original one. I'm not going for re-releases because I'll be honest, the re-releases, it made some money. Um, In 2008, it had a 3D re-release, which made it $14 million. Well, and that one had the Disney name, right? Yes. Yeah. That one, once 2006 hit, this thing was getting all kinds of Disney name. I'll say 600. 600 million? No. You already Thousand? said it was, Yeah, you already said it was under a million. Isn't that what you said? No, no 100 I million. Said $100 million. <laughs> okay, so Burke's going to stay at $600,000. Yep. <laughs> at the theater. 600 uh, million. So, Shut up. Cassie, how much did this movie over or under $600,000? Shut up, million. I'm going to hit you. Uh, 75 million. Okay, well, th- funny enough, it made 50 million. It's original run. That's how much it made. Uh, 50 oh. million. But if you okay. actually count in every single re-release that it's had, it made $75 million domestically. Oh. Yes. Well, there you go. Worldwide, it has made $88 million. Not a real, like, if you count for inflation, it probably did make about $100 million, Maybe ninety. Yeah, but okay. But I, I think that's actually pretty good for this, like Cassie said, an under-the-radar movie. So, I now, this is the final question. Do you consider this movie iconic? Somebody? If you asked me me five years ago, no. Okay. I think now it has been because of how Disney has embraced it. I 100% agree. It's now part... Yeah, it's now part of Disney. Yeah, I don't think if we didn't have Mickey's Not So Scary, I don't think if Hot Topic didn't make it a thing, I don't think if the merchandise, even at Disney Springs and stuff like that, didn't have as much, the iconic part wouldn't be there. Yeah, I agree with that. And I was going to say also the fact that um, I read that uh, 
Disney in the Haunted Mansion in California plays. Um, they play some like version, version of, of the it. music. Yeah, like an instrumental. Cassie, you go to Disneyland more. Have you seen something like this? Okay. Ooh. So. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> During the Halloween, they had a firework show mm-hmm. that starred Jack Skellington. And okay. It's kind of like a fireworks and projections, not as great as Walt Disney World because obviously the castle is smaller. Um, mm. During Halloween season, all the way to uh, January of the next year, Haunted Mansion has a Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. Okay. Oh. I've never ridden on it because I don't usually go on the holidays, but in two weeks from now, I was oh. able to ride for the first time. Oh, that's wild. That is. Oh, that's fantastic. You're going to have to tell us about it. I was about to like, say, I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, you should be jealous. I, I want to go to Disney on a holiday. Oh, well, good for you. Thanks for bumming us out. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, that was iconic. No, <laughs> um, no, but awesome. I Yes, I think we all agree this movie is iconic. It deserves to be a part of this podcast, iconic. And um, before we go, Cassie, please plug every bit of, you know, social media shows and all you got that you want the world to know about. I don't know if I should plug my podcast. At the Why not? Why don't you want to plug? Oh, wait, wait a second. I'll do it for you. You want to hear about Disney? Do you want to just get after up on some news about some mouse? Then listen to Disflix. Was that good? That's so much better no honestly no no the people yeah, look i had a blast coming on uh disflix and tidbits when we uh talked about uh the the wonderful mr toad i mean we couldn't say much bad about him you could actually listen to yeah, you're really you're right yeah I'm, I'm definitely going in for the crap fest when i talk about my disney movies um but no seriously please plug all the podcast stuff because you you have great shows and you know you're good stuff i mean you're not doing a star wars one that i want to listen to but i'll throw that shade out here because i know rob listens <laughs> yeah rob will tell josh come at me tombstone you messed up my star wars season listening oh <laughs> so from the promos you hear every week <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh, I run a Disney podcast called Disflix and Tidbits. It is on hiatus right now because I needed a break, but I talk about uh, mostly Disney movies, uh, the Disney Channel movies, uh, Disney movie news, and sometimes I bring guests on and torture them with horrible, horrible Disney movies from the past. It's true. One day I'll talk about Moana and I'll be in a happy place. Uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um on Apple Podcast. It's on every single podcast app that you can find out there. Awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, and uh, what's your Twitter so they can follow you? Oh, at Disflix Tidbit. There's no S on the end, so go ahead and bug me there. Boom, Brooke, plug your stuff. Um, yeah, no, my stuff's private. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what? You just failed. You literally have a new show called Slay Girl Slay oh, yeah. that you could be. 
promoting. But that's right on now. this anyways. No, it's not on this. <laughs> this is the free show. Oh yeah, I forgot. Anyways, if you want to listen to Brooke talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer from season one to seven, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Hunter's Podcast, and you will listen to her do a watch because I'm re-watching. She's watching for the first time. Yeah, I had uh, a messed up childhood. <laughs> no. <laughs> y'all. Damn. Whatever. I oh. said I, not oh. y'all. I was about to say, man, I'm, I'll I tear up some I lived Little in Mermaid. A, I was about to say, I lived in a fantasy world. <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> the, that one of happy endings. Yeah, they're all happy endings. Their parents are dead. Oh, <laughs> that's a reference to Frozen Two. Spoilers. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, thank you for listening. What a way to leave this show. <laughs> this is a great conversation, guys. All right, we're going to leave because we're about to drink some rosé. And we're going to watch every Hallmark Christmas movie yes. known to man. So, Cassie, once again, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke, I'll see you on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Later.